0: BLOCK TALK RADIO
1: Start with something
2: funny and i heard about these three pastors that were in a boat on a lake fishing together one of them said we never get to let our hair down let's each tell the area that we struggle in the most our greatest sin so we can pray for each other the first pastor said i hate to admit this but i have a problem with gambling sometimes i sneak out at night and gamble the second pastor said i'm ashamed to admit this but i have a problem with cheating I hardly ever pay my taxes. The third pastor sat there silently. They waited and waited. He wouldn't budge. They said, we are not leaving until you tell us your greatest sin. He said, all right, my greatest sin is gossiping, and I can't wait to get off this bug.
1: Hey, uh, Pleasant good morning to all of you, and with me in studio is uh, Mr. Benny Seat and Mercury Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Good morning. Good morning. good morning, good morning,
1: and how are you? A wonderful day, I'm, I'm pleasant, I'm happy, I'm awesome, just thankful that God has given me some more time on this earth, and how about you folks? Good,
3: good, good. Leon, I'm glad, thank I'm, you. I'm blessed, sorry, <laughs> go good, ahead, good go morning,
1: ahead. Good,
4: good morning to you Leon and Murchis, and good morning to those out there in Radio Land. I am very happy to be with with the crew this morning. It's nice and early out here in uh, Southern California. It's getting ready for the heat wave to wash over us. But, of course, uh, where I am located, I'm quite happy because at least I have no flames over the horizon, but thinking about my neighbors further north where towns are being burnt because of this heat wave, so I'm happy to be around you. Thank you, and
1: I look forward to enjoying the show today. Indeed, I am as well. Well, let's keep God time and praise him for his giving us this opportunity to do another show. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your giving this opportunity to do another show. We hope and pray you let the show go on without any interruptions whatsoever. And we pray that you just continue to bless us each and every moment this morning. We pray especially for the ones who are ill, especially my dear wife Eunice, my brother Eugene, Eugene Francis, uh, and Francis as well, another brother, Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Le- Lisa Lashley. We pray for Ruby Locke, that is my Ruby's, yeah, my Ruby's son, I mean, Audley's mom, and my sister gobble francis wentworth francis my other brother and of course murchis nesbit who is on with us as well roston otto el tamida everett carter oliver solomon connie whitley and oliver well dennis kelman Isil cornelius ellie Matz, willis daniel mona daniel fillmore hall pike bird's relatives And all the others who have not expressed their concern, we pray for them. We pray that you just keep them safe, help them to be back into their normal self again, and pray that they too will not be discouraged. And know that God takes care of his problems at his own time, and he will do just that for them. We are grateful for all the happiness, the kindness that has been shared to the show. We are coming on 11 years, come the... 10th of this month in a few days time and we just hope and pray that we'll just continue to have a wonderful show this morning and all the participants will, will be really really happy to be on with us and produce something worthwhile for the listeners in your precious name we pray amen amen,
3: amen. amen.
1: And let's begin this morning with one by shirley caesar she calls it one day at a time. I don't know if she would call it that, but of course she sings it that way. Here is Shirley. She has anything to say about anything that is on her mind at this moment, and afterwards we'll follow up with
3: Dennis,
1: (laughs) Dennis or Merchants. Why don't you go first? Tell your fans how you're doing. Good morning.
3: Good morning to everyone. Good morning, Mr. Francis. Good morning, morning. Dennis. Good morning morning to the fans out there. Just being thankful for another bright Saturday. Beautiful day today. We have sun today. The whole week we had cloud all day, drowsy and rainy, but today is beautiful with the sunshine. So I'm glad for that. And I'm doing a little good today. No, no the pain is not so so bad, such excruciating anymore today. So I'm glad for that also. Yes, so I'll be here with you guys, not for long, for a while, and hope I'm in, in, enjoying the show with you all. So. I'll have to be part of, you know, a little while.
5: All right. I'll have another really?
3: prior engagement, so. And I just want to say, this is the month of August, and it's time coming up for our anniversary of the show. Yes. Yes, yes, issue. yes. So I just want to give it some blessings and
1: In three days to be time. a part
3: of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. so just want to say happy birthday and happy anniversary to the Block yes, Talk Radio yes. Cricket Show slash Saturday Morning Entertainment yes. Show. So. Amen, amen. We are blessed.
1: And we are blessed to be part for of your it. presence. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. so very much. How about you, Mr. Thank Dennis? You much. Thank you very well, much. Well, good bo-
4: Good morning again to all, and uh, I'm very happy to be and excited to be here with the Cricket Show Entertainment episode of the show, which is now about to celebrate 11 wonderful years of uh, music, entertainment, and of course, fun for our listeners. Yay! I am certainly looking forward to the rest of the show today, and of course, our sister show tomorrow, Sunday, so thank you all for joining, and please do call in and uh, let us know. Share some of your memories with us, and that's it. Back to you. Yes. Uh,
1: yes, indeed. Thank you, folks. And one of our brothers who has been following us for a long time. Uh, we have played his music, and we love to play. Share him as he says this one. <laughs>
6: I'm a testimony I didn't make it on my own As I'm standing here all alone It was Jesus who gave me The opportunity Look at me I'm a
5: testimony it was Jesus
6: who made me a possibility. It was
5: Jesus, Jesus,
6: he never gave up on me. It was
5: Jesus who reached out
6: and laid his hand on me. Look at me, I'm a testimony. Look at me, I'm a testimony. I lost my voice, I lost my speech. Now I can sing and I can preach. It was Jesus who fixed me and decided to use me. Look at me, I'm a testimony. It was Jesus who made me a possibility. It was
5: Jesus, Jesus, he
6: never gave up on me. It was Jesus
5: who reached
6: out and laid his hand on me. Look at me, I'm a testimony. Look at me, I'm a testimony, I was stricken on my back, now I'm learning how to walk, it was Jesus who never, he never gave up on me, look at me, I'm a testimony. It was
5: Jesus
6: who made me a possibility
5: It was Jesus
6: He never gave up on me It was Jesus who reached out and laid his hand on me Look at me, I'm a testimony You know, when I think of God's goodness and mercy, His love
5: and compassion, I will forever think praise.
6: When I think of all the pain and suffering that I've been through, I will forever give thanks and praise. It was Jesus who made me a possibility. It was Jesus,
5: hey, Jesus.
6: He never gave up on me. It
5: was Jesus who reached out
6: and laid his hand on me. Look at me, I'm a testimony. It was Jesus who made me a possibility. It was Jesus,
5: Jesus,
6: he never gave up on me. It was Jesus
5: who
6: reached out and laid his hand on me.
1: Look at me, I'm a test-keeper. Yes, indeed, the book of Exodus, the word Exodus means going out. Exodus continues the story of God's chosen people. The nation of Israel. It tells how God called Moses to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt to the promised land of Canaan. Through the miracles of the Ten Commandments God showed the people that he was more powerful than the Egyptian pharaoh. While the people of Israel were traveling in the desert, God gave them a set of rules to follow, including the Ten Commandments. God continually reminded his people that they would be a great nation if they loved and worshipped only him. And obey his laws. The book of Exodus. Last week we talked about the book of Genesis. And we hope that folks might have just continued to follow the word and learn about it each and every day. Here is our sister, Ennis. Patricia Ennis. She sings another rendition of one of the more popular songs, Blessed Assurance. Here is sister. Patricia Ennis. for that but you can't be any mistake in this one because it's the Grace Trillers one of the more popular groups out of Jamaica just celebrating their independence um, Dennis and of course wonderful performance at the Olympics we'll talk about that later on but here from the Grace Trillers can't even walk Still us. Uh, good morning again to you, Murchis. I don't know what uh, your thoughts on the book of Exodus. And Dennis, if you have anything to share, you can also do that as well. Would you like to say anything about the book of Exodus? Uh, Murchis. Not right now.
3: Not right
1: now. <laughs> How about you, Dennis? <laughs> well, I, I'm what? aware of
4: the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of his existence, uh, Leon, but I am not
1: a scholar, and Get I choose to
4: go down that <laughs>
1: road. In the Book of Exodus, he had the Ten Commandments. You know, Moses received receiving the Ten Commandments. And of course, he, they were led out of Egypt into the Promised Land. So, But anyway... <laughs> Just a thought, and anyone who wants to come in, we're going to be getting a couple of friends come in a little later to say hello to me. Some of my favorite people, we're going to call them in about a few minutes. But let's hear from Caution. Caution was um, a reggae artist and he, he contracted a disease, not a disease, but an illness. Um, Pancreative, not yeah, well, He had cancer and um, he was somewhat cured and he's grateful for that so he sings it in reggae form so listen to what Caution says Colin Bailey out of Antigua Caution Yeah, okay. Question. God. All right, well, let's do this. Turn our attention to my special friends out of Miami. Some of the greatest times I had in my life was spending some time with my two good friends. And Leroy Lashley. Good morning to you, and Good morning to you, Leroy. Good Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Leon. Yeah, it's such an awesome, awesome opportunity that I have to just bring in to share some memories. I remember meeting you folks in 1985, August. It was in yes. August. August
2: 1985. Exactly okay. correct, Leon.
1: Yes, indeed. And we uh
2: from Washington, D.C.
1: Exactly. And some of the greatest times I had in my life was spending time at your parties and you're coming at my home and we're riding together. We're going parties together and going things together. I miss you guys yes. so much. So I'm doing the show this morning. So I just want to just give you praise and thanks. I know you both are coming up on your birthdays. So I want to say happy, happy birthday in advance. Thank you very well, much. As a matter that. of fact, Anne's birthday is on Tuesday. It's Thursday, so we got
2: it. Sure. Yes.
1: Yes indeed. Um, and we have
2: And our grandson is the nineteenth. My daughter oh my. is the twenty third and Leroy is the twenty sixth.
1: Oh my goodness, the twenty sixth yeah. and yours is so the fourteenth, is it the fourteenth yours? Mine is uh, the twelfth. The twelfth. The twelfth. The Yes. We just wanna mm-hmm. give
2: God thanks and praise for having friends like you and Eunice. Yes. yes. And all the other friends we met through you. We had some wonderful yes. times too. Um, some blessed time, and it's a friendship that would last a lifetime. We thank yeah. you for that. You and your wonderful children. Yes. We thank yes. you for that great friendship.
1: Eleonan, you've mm-hmm. been a wonderful person. You've been fantastic in every way. You're a very, very lovely and cordial person, and we do appreciate your friendship and, mm-hmm. and your whole family's friendship. Yes, indeed. And I'm just so grateful. And you do want to share a little bit about your illness for the past couple of years, a year or so, because I, I was shocked. I was saddened. I was grief. I prayed for you almost every morning. So I... Leon, I, I'm your prayers you answered because I was gravely ill, as you know. I was in a coma for about seven days. And by mm-hmm. the grace of God and by the prayers that you and others... Submitted to God for me, I came back out of it. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Abid. And I'm still recovering daily and doing very well, as a matter of fact. I, I thank you me. very much for your prayers. You fled the gates yep. of heaven with prayers for me. Mm-hmm. We we do, we have a couple of, of uh, panelists on with me. One is Dennis Heat, all the way from California, and Mertris Nismet in New York. I'm going to just let them say hello to you, Anna and Levi. Lashley, some of my special, special friends. Um, Mercedes, why don't you go first?
3: Hi, good morning, Mr. Lashley and company. And I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to hear how your recovery is doing. Recovery is doing, and all those prayers that we all sent up for you guys, God answered. So. Oh yes, and I, one I in a
4: find million, way to thank so. you. I cannot find way to welcome. thank you for the prayers
2: that you sent up yes. for me. And, and mm-hmm.
3: I'm too. Yes. I can't then thank
2: you, you, you enough for everything you've done
4: for us.
3: You're welcome, and mm-hmm. keep on praying. Keep yes. the faith, and yes. in everything you do, keep God first.
2: Always, of course, always, always. Right. always. Thank you and very you. much.
3: You have a blessed, blessed,
2: blessed day. And we, we wish you and your family a blessed day, and we want to say, want you to stay safe and uh, healthy. Thank you. You're welcome. You too. And
3: remember, mask up, wash hands, Always. and distancing.
2: So exactly. Stay strong. Exactly. exactly. Yes. You too, okay. my dear. Thank, thank you very much. I hope one day I to will. meet you.
3: I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope we <you> meet <laughs> one day. We
2: have a, a reunion at Leon's Place.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, in yes. yes, oh,
3: right. my notice. Yeah, right. My notice.
1: Yeah. Alright, my doors is yeah. open. We some of us will sleep on the floor, but we know we'll be happy. We'll Become a. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't one.
3: matter. <laughs> that's the kind of company. Yeah. The
1: friendship with the company is the thing. Oh yeah. yes. 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 We have good Dennis good. we nice all the way from yes. California. You know, he's okay. three hours. Okay. Have a good day, everyone. Dennis, okay. why don't you okay. come in and say hello to Anne and Leroy Lashley for me.
4: Good morning to you, Mr. and Mrs. Ashley. I feel Dennis. Good morning, Welcome to the show, and I feel that I almost can say I know you very well simply because Leon has never stopped speaking about you through the very few months that I've been with the show. And so he has nothing but the greatest praise and recognitions and memories of times past and spent with you both. And we've learned a thing or two about uh, Leon's uh, pet likes and dislikes, and we know that you and both are top of his list when it comes to likes, so... We wish I wish you well and hope that uh, you will continue along the path of the recovery that uh, you're on, and yes. that of course Mrs. Ashley will be there by your side, still supporting you strongly. Yes. Welcome to the show again in this anniversary year, and we look forward to at least speaking to you again on our next anniversary, if not before then. Before yes, then. right. I'm yes. glad I I that, again,
1: Dennis. Hold it out today because I just I'm glad you mentioned that Dennis because Leroy was one of my first contributor when we started the show. I've gotten contribution for Leroy from Leroy and Anne to help us in the initial stages. And I'm so grateful and thankful for his, his. and knowing today we are, we are celebrating at least in three days time we'll be celebrating eleven years. Yes. So pick it up, Leroy.
4: Wonderful. 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 Thank Congratulations. God for that. Congratulations. It, well, Leon, it's almost like... And then it's you know, time for all your kind words. Yeah, well, so, thank you know. for your kind words, Yeah. Yes. And Leon? Um, you know, you know, yes. What this is saying to us is it's showing us how a small seed can germinate into a rich harvest. By the fact that small contribution has been able... I say small, not meaning that it is tiny, but that yes. you know how a small seed of an oak tree can grow into a mighty oak. And what yes. we see wow. here is the, the beginning and the fruits of what you sowed. We are beginning to reap and harvest the benefits 11 years later. Thanks in no small part to your initial contribution. We sincerely appreciate it, and we look forward to you know, saying hi to you every now and again on the show just to remind us of where we're coming from and how much you contributed. Thank you. Fantastic yes. words, man. Very touching and nice
1: words. Thanks a lot.
4: Yes. I- uh, I'm, thank I'm so you.
1: amazed, Leroy, about your improvements your, um, improvement. Your voice has uh, improved tremendously. You know, well, thank you very much, you, I know that you you always are uh, uh, a little hoarse, but now you it has uh, almost done. So yes, thanks. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, Changing up, I, one, really... I just have. I wanted to dedicate this song to you both. I don't know if you heard it before, but it, it comes is an African choir, church choir. Heaven come down.
3: Okay.
1: This is a good rendition.
3: Oh,
5: what a
1: wonderful,
5: wonderful day. May I Was shattered, need of my.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very
5: much.
1: Indeed. It's um, a small price this. to pay for great friends.
2: Oh, you're yeah. a wonderful person too Leon. Thank you very much for your friendship,
1: yes, yours indeed. and Eunice you, and the children. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. It's been a, You have been a part of my life since 85 and you still will remain. I miss you guys tremendously. And we hope Thank God you. will just stay your lives and continue to be the wonderful persons you are to my, to yourselves, and to my life and my family's life.
3: And Thank you very is back way. she was
1: dropped. I don't know if she wanted to say something else before you go, and Dennis, before you guys go, Dennis and Marjorie. Yes, um,
3: um, I got dropped. Yes, so I'm glad I'm, I'm back in. So i um, just want to say it's good to. Finally meet you on the radio after <laughs> all those good things about you. So yes, hopefully sure. the next step is meeting person. So that would be wonderful. Up, keep up your strength yes. and both of you continue being for um continue being there for one another. Yes. in God. Thank you, yep. thank you very much. Thank you for all your kind words. We do appreciate them. Yes, thanks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Continue. Thank you. Lovely. I know you guys both of you, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All
4: right. Yeah. Dennis, yeah. your final yeah.
3: thoughts before
4: they go? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. thank you once again. And uh, I say to Mr. and Mrs. Strickland that we mm-hmm. they are certainly in our prayers every week as we listen to Leon um, include you in prayers for every show that we put on. So you're never far from our thoughts. And once again we wish you well and hope that we will hear from you again in the not too distant future.
1: Thank you very okay. much indeed. Great words. I appreciate
2: everything
1: you've said. And all the best yes. to you also. All the best to you and your family. God yes. bless you. Yes. Okay. Could be a blessing to others. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so. Have a blessed day Happy and soon. enjoy the rest of the day. One, one, one yeah. on a sad note though, I, I, you know, the Trinidadians did not make anything, any gold, no. any medals. No yeah, matter what, that's what i Next
0: time. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes, I know. Mean, I think mean, you're putting the Jamaican thing. The Jamaicans yes, are out on the Jamaican thing. Jamaicans <laughs> clean up the place. <laughs> yes. 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 And you're all completely happy <laughs> do to do it. And do you know,
1: though, so oh, oh, that Raya Benjamin, his parents are from Antigua. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. His father and mother. His father and mother is from Yes, and I, I had an opportunity to text her, and she was, hopefully we are trying to get her on our show one day, but she has not made up her mind, she's a little radio shy, but um, yes, she's yes. grateful for the promotion. Yes, he, his father was one of Antigua's, no, the West Indies fast bowlers, Winston Benjamin. And Winston the, Benjamin, yes. Winston Benjamin's son, and he had this child with Gail, Gail Mason. And they were both born in Antigua, and she lives in Mount Vernon, and he lives in Antigua. So we
5: wow.
1: he is still a citizen of Antigua because as a C- Antiguan bo- um from Why Antiguan, Antiguan Antigua. parentage, you have dual citizenship. So we are claiming yeah. him halfway. Really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> are claiming Leon. Claim him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, him. One Caribbean. One Caribbean. One yeah. Caribbean. Yes, yeah. thank you yeah. so much. And um, you yeah. know the wonderful times we have. I just can reminisce on the wonderful times. Uh, the parties we had at your place, both at uh, Country Walk and down at Cutler Bay. And it was uh, it were great, great, great times. Um, yeah. You yes. cannot relive these again, man. But thank you guys for being my friend and being part of my life for since 85. 15 and 21, really? that's 30, 36 years. The goodness. You're the reverse is also true, huh? you know. me? You're the reverse is also true. You've also yes, been yes. a fantastic person in our life, too. Yes. If I cried around Cutler, uh, old Cutler. <laughs> yes. That was what did. And Anne yeah. has been one of the best hosts. Much as if I had the opportunity to take you to Anne's oh. house you will uh-huh. never ever forget if you oh, ever wow. are <laughs> <never, laughs> yes. giving us prayer that you cannot maintain <laughs> well
5: I have
3: to pray for that happening
1: yes
2: I would love that very much I just do my best I try because I love people yes. I love people <laughs> and my mom taught me that my home is a temple and once somebody yes. comes into my home and I open that door and welcome that person I must treat that person kindly Yes, And I I do all the time, whether they like me or not. I do what I can because mom said, this home is a temple. Treat everyone kindly. And that's what I do. I am just happy to have the opportunity to do something like that. And I am happy to have a friend like Leon who appreciates everything because we do appreciate him. He was the first friend we met down in Miami that August. And um, my husband kept talking about Leon all the time. Leon, 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 Leon. <laughs> and I didn't see, I didn't meet Leon until Christmas Day, 1985. Yes. And we have not come back since great, great people. even is a wonderful, genuine person. And all the surprise <laughs> parties and all the illnesses and everything was always there for
1: us, supporting mm-hmm. us. And I thank him for that. Can, can, I I share, can I share something that I perhaps didn't tell Leroy? Did, and you remember when we I took you to your first job at the school board, and yes. the police stopped me, mm-hmm. yeah, because I was driving so fast. <laughs> I thought you were there. Uh, yes, I,
2: and you know something, Leon, I am so happy for those days because again, Leon have to go to work and there's no one to take me, and you did. And I want to say happily that I retired two weeks ago.
1: Oh, so, and good?
2: enjoy what? that.
1: Wonderful, uh, you, oh, wonderful.
2: Sure we could be <laughs> but I, I'm happy to say I'm retired and I'm going to find something else that I want to do.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I for no. on Tuesday. No, to no. Say something on yes. that.
3: Now, now is the time you can live your life.
1: Yeah, oh, yes. Enjoy yes.
3: oh, yes. life to yeah. the fullest.
2: We're, we're, yes. And enjoy yes, my grandson so. and have a wonderful time with him. Yes. yes. yes.
5: Okay, so...
2: All right,
3: sorry, sorry, I have to depart now, but it yes, was a yes, pleasure nice no. meeting
2: you, but we have this, this
1: I appreciate you for the time you give us. Yes. Okay, and next no, time... Before you, you go, Leroy, we're uh-huh. going to just play this, we're going to play this song for Anne and you, because we, we will do it on, on Sunday again, but as I have you on, I'm going to say happy, happy birthday to you guys, and... Um, <laughs> yeah yeah in september. it's september september i'm september but you are august yes yeah okay yeah don't worry at leroy i i'm just trying to get uh yeah i'm just going to play this song for you in advance so for you and I in advance but on that day we'll definitely celebrate you happy birthday to you both in advance thank you Thank you. come to the end of our special segment this morning, the entertainment segment, or the inspirational portion of the entertainment show this morning. So we want you to say goodbye to Leroy and Anne. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless you both. And remain my friends. Friends for life. Yes, we are. God bless yes, you yes.
2: both. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Thank you for all your wonderful sentiments. And we, we cherish your friendship also.
1: Always, always.
2: Thank yes. you okay, so
1: thank much. Thank you again. Okay. Have a wonderful
4: day. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. So, bye so bye. Dennis. Bye-bye. Yes, indeed.
1: Bye-bye. Dennis, now it's yes, time for us to siphon on into the other portion of that entertainment show. And let's start off with our theme song. I'm going to break... <laughs> Yes, indeed. We still have merch with us. I don't know if she is going to leave us at this point, but if not, why don't you say your words, and or you're going to stay a little with us. I think she's oh, probably Dennis, left us. Uh, oh, okay, she's probably yes. just listening. Anyway, okay. So, why don't you go right ahead, Dennis, with your portion of the show? Uh, yes. Um,
4: Leon, as you know, last weekend was the first weekend of the now minor league cricket program, professional cricket in the United States. I was privileged to uh, actually see one of the inaugural match uh, in San Diego last uh, statute Sunday. And I have to say it was a very, very exciting match and one that I look forward to at some other point in time. Now, there is a slate of matches due to be played this Saturday, August the 7th, and Sunday, August the 8th, and I will try to give them to you now. Note that uh, the venue is as published, and I have no way of you know, confirming that they are the exact place, but I'll try to give you what we have. So today... We have Orlando Galaxy playing against the Florida Beamers at the Silver Star Recreation Center in Orlando, Florida. We have the Empire State Titans against the New Jersey Stallions playing in Rosedale, New York, and Austin Athletics against the Chicago Blasters in Pearland, Texas, at the Musa Stadium, and the... Silicon Valley Strikers against the Hollywood Master Blasters playing at Woodley Park in Los Angeles, California and Southern California Lashings playing against the Bay Blazers again, Woodley Park, California. All these matches are due to start at 10 a.m. local time, so some of these may already be in progress. Um, Continuing, we have Morrisville Cardinals against Atlanta Paramvirs at Morrisville in North Carolina. This one is 11 a.m. start. And we have the Philadelphians against D.C. Hawks at Exton Philadelphia. New Jersey Stallions against New England Eagles. This is at Somerset, New Jersey, 2 p.m. start. Chicago Catchers against Austin Athletics, Musa Stadium, Pierland, Texas, 2 p.m. start. Irving Mustang, St. Louis, Americans, McKinney, Texas, 2 p.m. start. Houston Hurricane against Michigan Cricket Stars, Prairie View, Texas, 2 p.m. start. San Diego Surf Riders against Seattle Thunderbolts, at the ground to be determined. Unfortunately, I have no indication where this match is being played, but it's supposed to be a 2 p.m. start. Possibly this is one of those matches that may be accessible, as I know quite a few of them are on uh, the YouTube channel for Major League Cricket. Now, continuing, we have Hollywood Master Blasters against the Bay Blazers at Woodley Park, California. This is a 2 p.m. start. Southern Cal lashings against Golden State Grizzlies. Again, Woodley Park, California, 2 p.m. start. And Morrisville Cardinals against Atlanta Fire. This is in Morrisville, North Carolina. And this is a 6 p.m. start. These are all Saturday matches. That's today's matches. Some more matches for tomorrow, Sunday, the 8th. Fort Lauderdale Lions away at... Orlando Galaxy is away to Fort Lauderdale And this is at the Silver Star Recreation Center In Orlando, Florida 10 a.m. starts, So this match must be on the way by now Or at least getting close to, close to it New Jersey Somerset Cavaliers against the D.C. Hawks At Exton Park, Philadelphia 10 a.m. Manhattan Yorkers against New England Eagles Canarsie Park, Brooklyn, New York, 10 a.m. start. Chicago Blasters against Houston Hurricanes, Prairie View, Texas, 10 a.m. start. St. Louis Americans against Irving Mustangs, McKinney, Texas, 10 a.m. start. Austin Athletics against Michigan Cricket Stars, Pierland, Texas, 10 a.m. start. Seattle Thunderbolts against the San Diego Surf Riders. Again, this is a ground that is not published. I hope somebody will be able to uh, locate it somewhere. Again, this is a 10 a.m. start. And Southern Cal Lashings against Silicon Valley Strikers. Woodland Park, California in Los Angeles, 10 a.m. Hollywood Master Blasters, Golden State Grizzlies, Woodland Park, Woodley Park, California, That's in Los Angeles, 10 a.m. Manhattan, New Yorkers against New Jersey Stallions. Brooklyn, New York, Canarsie Park, 2 p.m. Philadelphians against New Jersey, Somerset Cavaliers, Exton Park, Philadelphia. That's 2 p.m. start. And finally, the Houston Hurricanes against the Chicago Catchers, Prairie View, Texas at 2 p.m. Those are the schedule minor league matches that we have on tap for today's sun, for today's sun, Saturday, and tomorrow Sunday, August the 8th. You know, and we know that those matches all went off very well last week, well attended, very, very um, enjoyable and entertaining matches and very competitive. We urge you to go out and celebrate and take your Take your phone with you, and don't forget, tune in to us here at the Cricket Show Entertainment episode for the next couple of hours. That's it, Leon, and it's back to you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. We have online with us our special guest, but just me briefly, let me just give you the rest of the sports before we go right with our special guest. Just to mention Australia Tour of Bangladesh is on. Uh, Australia have lost the... Two open T20 matches, or let it be three. The first, they lost by 23 runs. The second, by five wickets. And the third, by 10 runs. The fourth is in progress. And in Australia, uh, trying to overhaul a total of 104. So Australia, having lost the series, they're trying to relinquish their position and uh, make some strides in that series. Turning our attention to the hundreds, the Trent Rockets are on top, followed by Manchester Originals. In third place are the Birmingham Phoenix, and the Northern um, Superchargers are in fourth place. At the bottom of the table are London first. In the, the Pakistan tour of the West Indies, by now most of you will know that the West Indies they have lost, lost the um, T20 series, a match, a match, winning one match. love the others being either rained out or did not play. So, But our attention is going to be focused on the Olympics because we have a young man coming out of Antigua. He is not Antigua, but parents are from Antigua. Raya Benjamin, not much is said of him, but as Antiguans, are very proud of the young man's performance. Let me tell you a little about him. He was born on the 27th of July in Mount Vernon, New York. He is about 6 feet 3 inches tall, and he weighs about 170 pounds, much much um, higher, taller than uh, Dennis and myself, and, of course, uh, his weight is just about my, my weight as well. He is, of course, representing the USA, having been born in Mount Vernon, but from Antiguan parents. Not, not much is said about his mother, Gail Mason, and his father. Is better known as one of Antigua's great fast bowler, Winston Benjamin. So we're going to salute the young man for having made, made us proud by running a 46.17 seconds in the 400-meters m- hurdle. And becomes the second-fastest hurdler in the world today. And he was second only to one young man out of Norway. He ran some 45.94. But we are proud of him, and his achievement will go down as a, one of Antigua's only medal holders in the Olympics. So we're glad for him as silver, and his his career is going to steamroll. He's going to go high, higher, than ever. and ever. I'm sure like the Jamaicans who also made a lot of progress in the uh, race, the ladies having taken the one two three in the 100 meters and followed by one i think it's one three in the 2000 and of course the relay four by 100. so we congratulate benjamin and his mother gail especially and his father winston we just wish him well i hope the young man will go on from strength to strength and one day he'll probably win a goal at the Olympics. So that is my take this morning. England up against England. England up against India. India where well, I haven't gotten the upper hand so far, but we'll give you more details tomorrow when we celebrate more cricket as a whole. So with that said, Mr. Dennis, we just want to say thank you and Anything else to add? Anything that you wish to add to my summary? Not not enough time to go into the details, but just give um, a brief synopsis of what took place in sports this week. Jenny? Well, just a quick word, or
4: update for you that in the Olympics that the uh, Spain, the Spaniards are playing the Brazilians in the gold cup, the gold final of the uh, Olympics, and the score is 0-0 at the moment. So we wait for more, but in the meantime, let's say hello to Dr. Cleon.
1: Yes, well, we're going to bring her in. Good morning to you, Doc, and how are you? It's a pleasure to welcome you to our entertainment show, the Cricket Show episode.
7: Good morning, good morning. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, very we well. You. And so Wonderful. I'm to feeling you.
7: very honored. I'm feeling very honored and happy to be in your space today. Um, I was listening to all the updates, so thank
1: you for updating me as well. Yes. To are, say, go ahead. We are really, really privileged to have you and what a what a treat it is to have a young lady on us with us this morning. <laughs> we have we have with us Mr Dennis Heath and he hails from California. I'm in the northern part of Florida and he's in California for one part of the country. Oh, of the Lake, one and, the West. West. and you're all the way in the the, the Caribbean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> beautiful island of Antigua and uh, Barbuda a very beautiful island tell us about. a little bit about yourself doc and tell us tell our listeners around the world because people are listening to you over in europe england oh, wow. and Lanky, nevis everywhere so just talk to wow. us tell us something wow. about yourself
7: first of all let me say i'm very happy to be here with you on this program and to say um you know Special greetings, special wishes to all the, the persons in the diaspora, whether you are in Antigua, in California, wherever you are in the world and you're listening to me, you're listening to this program. I just want to say hello to you, and I'm very happy to be in your company. Um, who is Cleon Asil? Hmm. That's always an interesting question. <laughs> Cleon Asil, um, I hear yourself Liberta, from Liberta. Well, actually, let me go back a little further, because I believe you have all kinds of people listening to your program. I'm actually, I was born in Montserrat, actually. Montserrat? Um, Yes. A lot of persons don't know that, but I was born in Montserrat. My father was a police officer in the Eastern Caribbean Police Force. You know, at that time, you know, we had one police force, and the officers moved around in the island. So my father is Antiguan. He went to Montserrat, met my mom, and of course, they had children, and they subsequently moved to Antigua. So I moved to Antigua when I was about four years old, and I've been here ever since. Love Antigua to death. It is my home. I'm Antiguan and Barbudan. Um, So I went to Liberta Primary School, like all the children in Liberta at the time. Well, most of the children, that is. Um, And then I went to All Saints Secondary School. Then I began to teach at All Saints Secondary School. My first teaching engagement at All Saints. Um, And then after having taught at All Saints for about, uh, I think about 10 years or so, I was asked to pilot the guidance counseling program for the Ministry of Education. And that saw me going to Princess Margaret School and starting the guidance counseling program at Princess Margaret School. Um, And then, of course, that led me to a lot of other things, including getting my degree, my first, second and, of course, a third degree. Um, at one point, I think in 2005, I was again seconded from the Ministry of Education to go into um, and pull the program together that we call the youth department. So at one point, I was the director of youth Affairs in Antique and Barbuda. Um, I saw to the, fir- to the formulation of the first national youth policy. That was a very interesting process. Um, and so I'm here. I'm actually a member of also the movement. I believe mm-hmm. persons of other but I can come back to that. I'm yeah. a member of power. Um, I'm a member of quite a lot of organizations because a lot of my work has to do with change. I'm a change activist. I'm a feminist. I'm a change activist. Um, and I believe that once we begin to mobilize community resources, that we can do better. So, I am, um, as you know, I have thrown my hat in the ring um, in this time around. Because I believe that rather than staying outside and wishing for things to happen, uh, one of the ways in which you can be sure that things will happen the way you want them to happen is if you actually roll up your sleeve and jump in. So I have jumped in to make, you know, to bring some change to the kind of system that I see us having. And so I'm very happy to be part Mm -hmm. of your program. I think that as the program progresses, you know, that we can basically
1: drill down into some of those changes that I'm talking
4: about. Mm -hmm. Yes. mm
1: You you you, you, you said something that, that that touched me because I, I didn't know that you went to Princess Margaret School. You know, I was one yeah, of the well, first I, students that got a scholarship <laughs> to go to Princess Margaret School. Yes. And also did you know that I was born in Liberta?
7: Well, I know your whole family. Yeah, when your when your nephew spoke to me about this program yes. he said to me, um, you know, the France of course I know all of them, but I don't think I know you. Um, I know most of the others. I've been in class with I think Sharon. I think.
1: Oh, um, Sharon, yes, my sister. Yeah. Yes. Was, uh, yes.
7: Uh, mm-hmm. I know Talbert very well. I Telbert and my sister, same. Yes. They were very close friends. I know Willita. Willita is your, uh, with your niece. I know quite a, a bit of her, but that's all. Okay, so <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I'm,
1: I'm excited to speak to you yes. and to learn more about you and um. So you know my people. Then. you
7: know my people. My father is they're calling. They're calling copy.
1: You know as strange as well. enough? Strange enough, I left left Liberta when I was three years old. My mother died. And I no I don't know many people in Liberta except my my relatives, my father and so forth. I used huh? to visit him, but I lived most of my life in in St John's. In Point oh. you know, Craven Road, in then I became an overseer, but I also was very much involved with the football in Antigua. I was president and secretary for a couple of years, and involved with the JCs, involved with British American Insurance Company, and so okay. on and so forth. The story is about you. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about you in terms of mm-hmm. your. You said you put your hand in the ring. <laughs> Tell us about that.
7: Yes. Um, let me go back a little bit, because then I can just bring some, in you know, context. Um, I grew up in Liberta, um, and I was a member of the St. Paul's AYPA. The AYPA is an organization coming out of the Anglican Church. Um, and for our group in St. Paul's, as a young girl, 14 years old, um, I think I joined about 13, 14 years old, and that group provided me with the opportunity to put my energies to the promotion of a better St. Paul. Um, and so our group was very instrumental in a lot of community development work. Um, and so that kind of provided a grounding for me. In addition to that, um, maybe when I was in my mid-teens, I became deeply involved in the um, in the work of the CCC, that is the, the Caribbean Council um, in Antigua and Barbuda, through persons like Ingrid Omar. And Dr. Leslie Lett at the time yes. was, I think, the the the, the priest it. Yeah. Yes, and he he brought a kind of um, theology to to Antigua, that is liberation theology, and that has locked me in, has me in his grip, grip up to now. Um, in terms of how do we how do we realize a better place? How do we how does religion become the conduit? to realize in a better place. How do we interrogate issues like power and oppression? And even how do we, how do we interrogate, interrogate even um, the intersection between religion and oppression? Of course, we are black people, and I think that that kind of analysis is very, very important. And also, I'm a woman, and that analysis is very important. So I come into this space quite grounded in issues around oppression, human rights, um, power, and, and so forth, and so um, when I when the when the idea came up for me to be part of um, the UPP team, well, I, mean, I was asked a long time ago actually, and I resisted because in Antigua and I think around the world, and we've seen that more so now during the COVID pandemic, that we tend to be quite partisan. And that kind of allows us to be divisive. We don't listen to one another. And so I resisted the temptation all of these years um, to get involved in electoral politics. Um, because in Antigua and Barbuda, it is, it is, it is, it is very, very partisan. Um, but when the thought came up again this time, my very, very dear friend, Serpent Aljana he said, woman, um, let us look at let let us look at this thing. Another year gas control well, we can't take, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I thought about it and then I asked my son,
8: one of them had two children.
7: I asked him, What would what how do you think if mom I were to, you know, get involved in politics? And he just said to me one little word, he said to me one little phrase, he said to me, Mom, be the change you wish to see. Um, that's the relationship I have with my children. You know we talk about all kinds of things, that's so they know me. And I thought that that was my um, my sign from God <laughs> to to jump in. and so I jump in in the ring, that's a um, political ring. Um, i declared myself and I put myself up for electoral politics, representing the people in St. Paul. And so I come in to me with a great mandate and vision, even beyond politics. For me it is always about change. How do we mobilize a people? How do we vision a better way? How do we channel our collective energies, our collective talents? And, and guilt is a talent and anger is a talent too, is a power. How do we channel and champion these to the benefit of a better space that we inhabit? And in this, in my little way, it, it is simple in the first instance. And, um, and, and, and then of the wider world. How do we do that? And so I'm here. I know I'm here in a partisan way. Um Of course, I'm on the UPP ticket, but I'm always, always, always cognizant that it is beyond party politics. Um, and so that is what drives me. How do we in St. Paul's mobilize the people in St. Paul's? How do we champion St. Paul's for all of St. Paul's? How do we how do I motivate that um that energy? How do I instill instigate massage that unity in this place that can become so divisive? but we all of us live in the same space we want the same thing we hope we want a better impulse we want a better antigua and I think that we need to even though we that we are we support a particular party. how then do we even in our partisan Ship or participator or partisan friend? How do we still look beyond that to see what is good for all of us together? And yes, that is what indeed. I
1: think. Yes, indeed. And how? How? Your, what are your chances? How do you feel? Are you feeling happy with the progress you have made, if any? You're, you're running well, against a formidable contender. What but, are your well,
7: well, that is interesting. You know, that is very interesting because people always say that you know a and I say to them this: I don't see the I don't see the formidable contender or opponent. I don't see him at all. Um, I see what we are supposed to do. So if for me, the vision is a better thing for, all, and that is what I look at, and that is what I mobilize around, and that is what I try to have people see. That's okay. You know, we have said. Set- St. Paul's is where we live, where we develop, where we grow. We eat, we sleep, we dream, we breathe, we live, we play. In this space we call St. Paul. Do we like what we see? Can it be better? Mm -hmm. How can we make it better? How can you help to make it better? How can we hold hands and make it better? And so when I I engage like that, of course it doesn't allow me any space in there to bring in the opponent. To me... (laughs) That is not my frame at all, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have I channel the people's attention to the vision, and hopefully I will have them. Uh, what should I say? Pile up their resources, fuel their resources, champion their resources, in order for them to see that vision realized. And I must say that on the ground, I am people are it, the message is resonating with a lot of people. Uh, what I'm seeing is that, uh, and in St. Paul's, I think that the people are tired of the old-time politics. In fact, they said that to me. They're tired of the old-time politics. What is the old-time politics? Divisive. What's the old-time politics? Politicians coming in once in a while to mine the vote. Like you're mining a gold mine. You're coming in, you extract it, and you go out, you don't come back in. You care nothing about the people. Um, people are tired of that. People are tired of the us-versus-them of the kind, of, kind of mentality. Um, and I also think that people are willing to leave behind bribery as well. And that is something that I'm very upfront with my constituents about. Um, I would have mentioned the movement, that I'm a member of the movement, a founding member of the movement. And the movement is for good governance and participatory democracy. And we have been championing over the years issues around governance, transparency, accountability, participatory democracy, and even before that, I mean, because if I were to go back to some of my writings, like, as early as maybe 2002, I have been championing almost by myself um, ideas around um, corruption, anti-corruption, um, ethical conduct, particularly of public servants. Public servants. And so now I come into this space, it is the very same period as think that has walked into this very, very space with the same value, the same passion, same vision, same expectation of, conduct, of proper conduct on my behalf and also the people that are engaged, that is my constituents. And so in Antigua and Barbuda over the years, we have, we have, um, I'm trying to find a word, we have descended, yes, have descended into a kind of politics that reeks of corruption and bribery that is that that is so prevalent at um at election time um so we call it you know we we say transactional politics, and what that simply means is that um politicians give and people expect to get um and I think that people don't understand how that compounds and perpetuates the system of corruption that we have. Antigua is a very corrupt country. I believe all of us who are listening would know that. There are scandals after scandals. Um, There are are stories of misbehaving public office. And we as a people just throw our hands up in the ear. We sigh, we moan, we complain. But I don't think that we have sufficiently analyzed the situation. I don't think we have sufficiently um, looked at how we are complicit in the culture. Um, and I'm saying that me coming into the space, one, I hold up a mirror to all of us to see how we are complicit, and I challenge us to be different. Um, and so I have said to my constituents that in my campaign, there's, there are a lot of things I won't do, and I stand by those, um, because there are a lot of things that I will not do. I will not play dirty. Um, I will not play dirty. Uh, people say, so politics go. You have to play dirty. And I say, no. <laughs> Politics doesn't have to be dirty. So I have declared my hand as a politician that is different, that is not ordinary. And so I challenge myself every day to look at the system that I am saying that we need to change, and I challenge myself to be different. Um, And I'm going to do this differently my way, and I'm hoping that the people in St. Paul's understand too that in order for us to have a different society, in order for us to realize the kind of changes that we say we want, where everything where we talk about inclusivity, participation, where we are talking about um, the resources of the state used for the promotion of the people, when we see poverty the decline, where we see um, the space where we inhabit supportive of entrepreneurship, of entrepreneurs, where everybody benefits, then we need to do things differently. Somebody once said, if we do the same thing all the time, unexpected thing. difference with then between And I trust me, I'm not crazy.
1: Now, how are your thoughts, dear Doc? We have um, Cardinal Mills. He's from the Virgin Island, and he's very much interested in the type of things that you're talking about. Cardinal, mm-hmm. please meet Dr. Cleon Attil. Good morning.
8: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all the fans. Good, Good morning, morning, Dr. Attil.
7: Good
0: morning. Uh, Good morning. Nice to you.
8: Nice meeting you. Go on, go on. I'm it's okay. listening to you. So, you know, yes. I'll finish the conversation and then I can.
1: Dennis, Dennis um, he, he hails from yes. California. Dennis, of course, yes, meet good. Dr. Attel. Yes, good morning yeah. again, Dr. Atel.
4: I Thank I you, know good morning. You, you mm-hmm. you're certainly appear, I mean, you know, are highly qualified. And I just wanted to confirm you're a doctor of education or you're a medical doctor i,
7: I am, i'm a social
4: psychologist a social psychologist okay. and yes. i presume then when you did your uh, dissertation i'm just curious to take you back down you know memory lane so to speak no problem presume i presume you were you you did a project for your dissertation yeah i did i did research
8: yes uh, then you, just, you want me to talk about I'm that?
4: Just, I'm well, not necessarily in depth. I'm just curious as to if you can give me a quick overview of what your dissertation was in that area. Okay, okay.
7: Well, I'm actually a teacher as well, right? I have taught mm-hmm. in the system for a number of years. Um, I actually still teach. I am a adjunct um lecturer at the University of the West Indies in 2002. Um, so I'm I'm a teacher by by heart, right? I'm also a youth worker by heart. I'm a therapist. lots of things Um, so when I um, when I started my PhD program I looked around and you know what can I do to add to add value help us understand a little more I'm a teacher and one of the things I noticed is that our CXC program tends to be quite stressful for the students and so I wanted to understand what does, what does the experience of readiness look like or feel like for students as they prepare for the CXE? So my study was a classic psychological study. Um, it um, looked at the phenomenon of readiness um, for CXE. And so over that over the period of, um, well, quite a long time, <laughs> um, I looked at students, interviewed them. And uh, my study was a qualitative study, so it had a lot and lot out of data that you had to make sense of. And out of mm-hmm. that data emerge a couple of themes around readiness. Readiness as an experience and also readiness as a process. One of the things I came away from no, understanding about readiness is that student readiness happen in the context of um, a set of concentric circles that impact on each other. So at the heart of that circle you have the student. And student readiness is impacted by what the student himself or herself would bring. So their, their own understanding of themselves as a learner, their skills, and so forth. But then their readiness also um, is influenced, um, moderated by um, another circle that's a little bit outside of them, the family. So how much the family is prepared to, to invest in them. Um, things like food. Somebody talk about food. I don't have enough food, you know, some nutrition. Um, talk about parents doing their work, parents providing opportunities for extra classes, for extra resources, parents' belief in them. And, of course, the same thing happens to teachers as well. Teachers' readiness, the fact that teachers can't teach, the fact that teachers aren't prepared to give them the extra, the role of the relationship. And then also we go outside of that to the, to the community and the spaces in the community for students just to let down the hear and be. So one student, for example, spoke about his, his um, or the influence of the truck yard on him. And I said, truck yard, what does that mean? It simply mean going to the garage. And the mechanic, a simple, ordinary mechanic in the, in the truck yard was able to be such an important force. In this child's life, so when he comes to school, he is able to um, use the skill, the skill of um, understanding that he is responsible for his own success. That effort is important. You want, you want, you want, you want success. You got to put in the effort. So the link between effort and reward he brought into the classroom and allowed him to do well, allowed him to feel invigorated as he studied, as he looked forward to. So that was the study, um, and the study gave a lot of, well, shed a lot of light on how students feel, experience, the things they need in order to be ready for the CXC exam. Um, I have since shared that information with the Ministry of Education, and so I'm hoping that they would use the the findings of this study to provide, you know, support Mm -hmm. for students. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only not only at reform level, but right throughout the education system, because students need support
4: yep. outside of acad- the, the, the strict academic work. Well, so congratulations. Um, yeah, con- con- congratulations. You obviously did a lot of hard foot slogging there to compile <laughs> all of that. You described yourself earlier on as an activist. Now, in areas, especially here in the States, the term activist tend to bring out the worst in certain segment of our society. Oh wow! How how do you how do you define your terms as an activist? Can you expound a little bit on what how you classify yourself as an activist and in what area are you activist in one particular area such as education or politics or sociology? How how, how do you expound a little bit for us on the activist business that you are involved in?
7: Yeah, that's that's interesting. i don't qualify, Let's say I'm a change activist, and that is general. But I would have taken you back to when I was little. Um, I think I, I don't know. I might I might be a very sensitive soul. So I'm I think I'm keyed in to a lot of energy that's around me. Um, I am very observant and sensitive to nuances in the situation. I am very sensitive. To people who are oppressed and set up on, um, I so I'm very mindful that in that in our social order, in our social setup, that it normally or it often goes against uh, or disadvantage other people, right? And so in society, we have people on the margin, we have people who, who don't have access, we have people by virtue of who they are and treated with with, with dignity. And those are the issues that guide, motivate my activism. So you you would have also heard me say I'm a feminist as well. Mm -hmm. So my activism is around child rights, Mm -hmm. women rights, parent rights, um, just generally human rights um mm-hmm. wanting the world to be a better place for everybody we all live in this space and uh, the space is no more mine than yours if we agree with that all of us have a right to be, all of us have a right to be um to, you know to come to call us about being and no one has a right to say that i am less i, I, I am less than you or more oftentimes though um because of expediency, lack of resources, because of power imbalances, and so forth, um, it doesn't always happen that way. And so in society, we have, inadvertently, we have segments of society that are marginalized, who don't get their fair share. Um, and so there has to be some mechanism, and oftentimes outside of government, and outside of status quo, that kind of recalibrate that that refocus, that divert attention too. And so that is my activism. So I do a lot of work around um, supporting the work of the Gender and Faith Department. I've been um, volunteering with them for a number of years. It involves doing their work around domestic violence and governance and leadership. Um, When I do my community work, I do work around parenting, strengthening families, um helping families and parents to have the skills and resources necessary to raise their families in dignity. Um, I do a lot of child rights work as well, helping children to um, to be able to, to to use their voice and having adults understand that children also have their voice they have their, they're not just little they're also people, and they're entitled um just as adults are. Um, I promote rights for fathers as well, to so have access to their children, um, as I said before, I'm a feminist for women rights activists as well, in every sense of the word, and um, I also promote, participate with democracy, understanding that every human being, every citizen, well, the, the, the office of citizen is the highest, the highest office in the land, in a democracy, uh, and so, citizens need to understand that they just. And in a I push this a lot. That in a, that, your role is not just to vote and then retreat, and then come back at the next election cycle. Your job is to be actively engaged in the process every single minute, because we need our we need our citizens to understand that they really need, they, they really and truly do hold the power. And we need our elected, elected officials to understand as well that they are accountable to a people who elected them. So you see the position I'm in. <laughs> it's a very interesting position because here I am going in the ring as a politician, but my foot is clearly over in the other end. Um, so I, struggle, I come into this space with a very strong sense of citizenship. And that is guiding me in terms of how I roll out and how I con- how I engage in this space. Because I'm telling you, right in the Caribbean, as I look around the Caribbean and look at the predicament we're in, we have a problem. A problem around good governance or rather bad governance. Um lack of accountability. So we let we elect politicians and they go in the they go in parliament. And we say they go in power, and that is so, all so wrong, but that is what we say. They go in power, and when they go in power, they are actually acting as if they are in power because they have total disregard for the people. Um, they take unto themselves the resources of the state and misappropriate the resources of the state for themselves and their families. So we have a lot of issues around cronyism, nepotism, all of those things, and then the country remains very, very poor. The people remain poor and needy, and that is also part of the of the of the of the political machinery. If you if you follow me, because as long as the people remain poor and needy, then politicians now come in with their gifts, bearing gifts at election time, dole out gifts to the uh, electorate. And when I say gifts, I mean, I mean literal things. So politicians. They would come in at election time with baskets and truck full of things from turkey and ham. Anything electorate wants at election time. Actual hard cash. And they would give electorate these things um, actually in exchange for the vote. Nobody's saying that, but that's exactly what it is. And then they would mine these votes out after election, win win the election. Nothing happens.
4: Happens, so, Dr. Is, Dr. Hill, Dr. Axel, if, if you if you now then get elected to this post, what is the most important change you think you can bring to the island of Antigua?
7: The most important change I think happens mm-hmm. in community. That is where I think the action should happen. In community. Because once we begin to mobilize community and have community residents take responsibility for the space, the, the representative cannot engage the very same way. Cannot. Because now we are going to have an engaged um, community with expectation of accountability from the representatives, with expectation of participation in the process. So I believe that um, we need to mobilise community, and that is the platform I'm using for my campaign. Which is why I said to you, don't look at the formidable um, opponent. I don't. Mm-hmm. For me, it is the community that is my platform. How do we mobilise community? How do we engage community? How do we facilitate community visioning and the people taking ownership for this vision and they would ask themselves naturally, if that is a vision, how do we get there? How do we get there? And I'm hoping that that question will be answered by the actual candidacy will get me there. Yes. So it's a natural progression. One thing leads to the next thing leads to the next next thing. All in the process of having the people take ownership for that process and what they see what happen. So I'm hoping to win. I believe I would win. Um, and when I will, right behind me will be an engaged community. Right behind me will be a set of people to work in the way that makes sense. Right behind me will be a, comu- will be a community poised to take off. Right behind me will be a whole set of people to hold hands together to reach the places where they want to be and understand that Cleon Atil as the MP, is just one person, not the person, one person, the person who is positioned in Parliament to help channel their cause, to help mobilize resources, to ensure that their vision is realized, the person that they hold accountable, but it's not just Cleon Attil. And that's one of the shifts I want to make because our our politics has become to um, celebrity politics, to call it popular. You know, it focuses on the individual, personality politics, and that is one of the things that is wrong with our politics. It is focused on the person making things happen for everybody, but everybody must put their hand in to make things happen for us
4: together. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. You're take it back i can come back later on if uh,
1: yes indeed if time thank you thank you dennis and then of course thank you doc listen two questions what is the latest in chuxi you no know, situation <laughs> and also have you <laughs> have you written a book um the Chusky
7: issue i think chuxi is back in antigua but like everything else it's up, it's you know it's all it's all hung out in the open for a few days, but then nothing is happening but I think chosky um got got um leave by the court to come back to Antigua because he was sick yes. um since he since
1: he has returned. I've not heard much
7: on that, so I don't know much but about chosky. but,
1: but is he free to move around without any any um, um in being followed direction. by the by the officials um
7: Unfortunately, I don't know much about that. Chosky is if he's free to move about. Um, I know in Antigua, Chosky is, has not committed a crime in Antigua and Barbuda. You know, he's an Antigua citizen. Um, if the um, uh, the ruling okay. over in Dominica that he had, uh, he had you know entered illegally, would have any bearing in Antigua, because you know that. That charge is just ridiculous as well because chusky was taken he was hijacked he was he was kidnapped rather he was kidnapped yeah. he was taken on on land in dominica by the coast guard <laughs> chusky didn't arrive in dominica by himself there were other people so all of the stuff around chusky is just curious and so i'm not sure about that okay. all right um, you asked another question, I forgot. About, myself. have you
1: written a book? Oh,
7: okay. Um, I have not written, my my dissertation is actually uh, published um, mm-hmm. in one of the journals in the States. But apart from that, I wrote, a, I am, many, many years ago, even before, even before I started my PhD, I wrote a book on domestic violence. It's an e-book. Um, apart from that, I have not written a book. I am going to write a book on my experience um, during this in the, on the trail. So I am beginning to kind of pull all of my, you know, my experiences together because I tell you, it, it has been an experience that I am going to write a book
1: on it. Okay. Tell me, what is the most serious thing that is happening in Antigua that you think needs to be changed right away? I mean, Antigua has so many
7: issues. Okay, Antigua has a lot of issues. I mentioned the whole issue about about um, good governance. I think almost pressing problem, apart from what's happening with the COVID, because that is that is that is worldwide. Apart from that, um, I think almost pressing problem is um, lack of commitment to governance, to good governance. That is our most pressing problem. And so time and time and time again, we have, we come back to this whole place of facing the issue of corruption by elected officials. It's a problem we have in Antigua and Barbuda. You know. There was a particular gentleman, I think he is an ambassador from an organization um, having to do with governance as well. Like, Makesh Maharaj, yes, come on, observe the radio often times, several times. And one of the things he said a couple of months ago is that Antigua is rich but the people are poor. I'm going to say that again. Antigua is a rich country but the people are poor. And when you begin to analyze that, you realize it is true. Antigua is 108 square miles or 62 for Barbuda. So we add that in. And when you look at Antigua and Barbuda, you realize that Antigua and Barbuda in terms of the wealth and the resources, we have a lot. But the politicians, when they win, they do a couple of things. One, they are in 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 cabinet, they sit in cabinet, and they would make a policy arrangements that save a business, their business deals. Or they make a policy, uh, pursue a program, Run ahead of the run ahead of the citizenry, and develop corporations, companies to draw down or benefit from the very program that they set up in parliament, in cabinet. Um, they would do that um, in terms of the resources of the state, the land and so forth. They would give themselves land, or their family land, or they would enter into arrangements with um, investors. Um, Take a take a little stuff under the table, um, give a lot of concessions to the detriment of the poor people, and so I think that is that is for me the most pressing issue um, that we need to get the citizenry around, mobilizing around and so forth. But you, you understand the problem we have because people so the people have become so accustomed to lining up at politicians' door, either their physical door in their, in, at their home or in their office or, or somewhere lining up for, for gifts and for things that the people have become themselves so compromised and complicit um, in this whole culture of corruption that they fail to call them out. Um, but, of course, the organizations like the movement, for example, and that mm. is our platform, and we bring that to light, to attention ever so often. Of course, sometimes we get off flux, even from the very citizens. But that is something that we need to address and that we need to, as a, as a new politician, that I am totally committed to addressing and, um, and, and and keeping current, keeping topical.
1: What is the relationship between Antigua and Barbuda? How is it? Is there any... Oh, um- that's an interesting, that's an interesting.
7: Um, Of course, Antigua and Barb is one country, one nation. Okay. And Barbudans, and... how do I put this now? The relationship has become strained recently. Well, yes, the relationship has become strained. What we have noticed in Antigua and Barbuda is that whenever there is a labor government, um, Barbudans tend not to uh they tend to suffer more because the labor government tend not to respect the collective ownership um land ownership so with when when the when the government came um in 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 into office that is one of the things they set them their eyes on on dismantling uh, the uh, the arrangement that barbuda has in terms of uh, The land act, right? So when we have an Elma passed in the in the hurricane Hurricane 2017, Barbuda took a great hit, right? And so the the whole country, the whole island, rather, was um, evacuated. They came to Antigua, and they remained in Antigua, remained in Antigua even long after the hurricane passed and so forth. And the Antigua government. Didn't have any intention whatsoever for barbados to return because they they had their eyes set on Barbuda as a real estate to develop it like how we, you know they develop um you know exclusive islands and so forth for the wealthy the wealthy the the the, 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 the rich and famous. Of course, barbados would have no would have none of it. They insisted. Some of them went back over. They cleaned up, and up to this day, they have been um they have been suffering the ire of the of the of the present administration but barbudans are resolute they understand the um the strength in communal ownership and they are going they are going ahead they are but of course there are issues because of course the the antigua government um they have given they have given lots and lots of tracts of land Developers are coming in, and developers are coming in. They're putting down golf courses. They're changing, you know. They are denigrating the environment, destroying the mangroves, um, you know, that kind of stuff. The so Barbudans are very, at this point in time, very charged, mm-hmm. um, and they know that in order for them to keep Barbuda like it is, in terms of, I mean, I don't think Barbudans are first to development, but they're saying one, development must happen. Um, in sync with the environment, and they also must have uh, a say in how the country is being developed. And so that is right now with the struggles of our business.
1: Okay. Well, let, let me... Yes. I ask a question? Just, okay. I yes, ask a question here yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Come on in, partner.
8: Okay, Dr. feel I've, I've listened to you, and I was willing to sit and listen to you for quite a while. And... Uh, let me just say, first of all, you know, um, I am not a fan of politicians, so yeah. I might say things that might rub you the wrong way.
5: No, 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 that's fine. Uh,
8: okay. But you you said a lot of, of pointed things that I know that you and I can have an extensive con- conversation, how much people mm-hmm. may be contentious but nevertheless i i think you and i can have an extensive conversation and i was willing to sit and listen to you for an extended period of time because i i share some of your thoughts but one i i want to go get back to is this in order for you to understand a tree comprehensively you've got to understand the seed from which that tree germinates and the soil in which it grows Now in saying that I'm going to say this mm-hmm. The Caribbean Not just Antigua yes. Suffers from A dose of Corruption In political leadership That is true Politicians have, politicians have never Changed anything Any change comes about in a society it's Changed because of The grass roots activism yes. as we call it
5: mm-hmm.
8: politicians have never changed anything i don't i can't see anywhere in the world throughout you know western civilization as it is called where politicians have made a significant change to a social construct that allows the inclusion and benefit to the majority or all of the people who are supposed to benefit from that social uh, social arrangement? The I agree. Two examples that I have in mind that would be different to that. One was attempted. I should say three. Two uh-huh. were attempted. One up to this point is successful, and the successful one I want to look at is the Cuban Revolution.
7: I agree with that too. The,
8: the other attempt is the Haitian Revolution back in 1789. And, mm-hmm. this, and and right alongside that, the, Boliv- the Bolivian revolution mm-hmm. in South and America. America, America, those, America. Two, mm-hmm. those two, were attempted, but were somehow short-lived. And there yeah. are also now people trying to bring those revolutions, those 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 ideas back. But it's met mm-hmm. with a whole lot of resistance
5: mm-hmm.
8: from the mm-hmm. people who should force those revolutions. Yes. And assisted by the people who put that destructive system in place.
5: No. Now,
8: our problem here, as I see, the seed of that problem, is that we have adopted a social construct
0: mm-hmm. that was
8: designed by our oppressors. Yes. And it continues to reap havoc on the Caribbean. Oh. I agree. Not just Antigua, not just Dominica. And... There's there's this attempt, at at least I'm I'm sure you are versed on on, on knowing what happened in Haiti in 1789 and why Haiti continues to be suppressed up up until 2021, the 21st century. So, what we have to do, I think, and I hear you say that you're an educator, we have to to re-educate or restore our people, under Mm -hmm. a different education system, Mm -hmm. which would enable them to understand what is necessary to forge that communion that you talked about. So it has also to begin in the grassroots. As long as our people do not understand the need for that communion, as long as they continue to internalize this idea of individualism, that this is going to work for me and I'm mm-hmm. not concerned about anybody else, politicians would always be able to exploit that. Yes. And, and, and that, is, that is why I said, you know, I mean, we, we've had over the years, we've had commentary that, that represents that. We have commentary from scholars, we have commentary from uh, our Calypstonians, and, I, and, and I, as I, I bring to mind, you know, Tumba, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, so yes, you get the picture. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and other things like that. We have, you know, commentaries from Sharcher, from Abstinence, you know, from Swallow, commenting on the same things that you are talking about. And you're talking about maybe people who, who are, uh, are offering their commentary from the time you were born. What, what has happened in the Caribbean right now is that we have lost the voice of commentary. There's just one lone voice in the Caribbean right now. And That's Dr. Hillary Beckles. and then thats that's what we hear from time to time, but before that you, and, and here you talk about the CCC, the CCC invited in a lot of strong, very strong commentators like Conrad Warrell out, out of Jamaica, like Walter Rodney out of, out, mm-hmm. out of Guyana, colors of that caliber yeah. mm-hmm. you know that's, that's mm-hmm. why I, I admire I am not, I am not religious but i admired the caribbean can the christian caribbean conference for that yes, it brought yes. out in, its, in its, its newspaper the caribbean contact uh, you i'm sure you probably remember that newspaper of course of course of course it, yes it brought out a lot of the voices that were in the caribbean at that time yes. now there are no voices of such a calibre yes. you, you know you also may be aware of the kind of pressure that was brought to bear on Hector in Antigua, mm-hmm. you know, and others of that of that of that of that caliber, and, and and I want to mention that the people have that desire to recover from the impact of indoctrination, which col- under which colonialism left us. We should in- I, I, I saw I saw an incident Yeah, this, so, well, I mean, Cardinal, yesterday. Cardinal,
1: could you could you allow her to respond to some of the things you say? So you <laughs> she... yeah. Okay, hold
8: on, hold on. Just one more thing. Yeah. Yeah, I go saw ahead. an incident I saw an incident yesterday with Dr Gu- Dr. Gonzalez.
5: Yes, I'm gonna come Dr. On
8: Gonzalez was one of my hopes for the Caribbean. Yesterday he walked among a set of protesting people after his government had mandated this, this vaccine stuff and somebody's choking yeah. with a rock. You know, that tells me that the people are, are understanding that they need leadership in place of the one that they've got now. Now, you
1: gave us a lot to chew on, Cardinal. You gave us a lot to chew on. You, yes, I know, you, I know. But, but, but to share, give us your ideology. Give, so, to some so of what it should be say.
8: difficult.
1: Yeah, okay. Hello, Doctor. Yeah,
7: go ahead, Doctor. Doctor. But but yeah. I'm sure that he was here with me, agreeing along the way. Because Everything he has said, the things that I actually do do, believe mm. that you know, the Caribbean is in a state. I mean, I mentioned the fact that um, for, we have the movement, right? The movement yeah. since the COVID. Since the COVID, we have been sh- we have we have been forced to shift into. Um, into a, into a virtual social media platform mo- mode, right? Yeah. So we have meetings every Friday, every Friday evening from 7 to 10. Last night we went on to eleven. Yeah. So we have a group of people, 35 plus people in a room, that's a virtual room, for four hours, right? And we are, this is what we're talking we about. These are the kind of discussions that we have been having, that we have. Um, and in, in addition to that, um, understanding that but in the Caribbean, Caribbean, in the Caribbean we share the same the same challenges, same issues. We have been reaching out to our, to our Caribbean brothers and sisters, and so they too have been feeding into our movement space. So we have had people from Dominica sharing the issues in Dominica, the same, the very, very same issues. We've had people in Saint Kitts and Nevis sharing the very, very same issues in Barbados. They have come into movement space as as presenters, sharing the very, very same thing in St. Lucia. So we have been having people, Trinidad people. So what movement is doing, out of the realization that we do share the common issues across the Caribbean, we are developing a synergy, hopefully to build that consciousness, out of this perhaps will, will, will come voices, the same kind of voices that you're talking about. So yes, we do agree that we do share the similar is- issues and that we do need to return to a place where people take ownership for analyzing, for advocating, for agitating, and for making sure that the people on the ground, the ground, people on the ground, understand what the issues are and take ownership for the change that they want. But, right. And, again, I'm going to link this back in to, um, to the campaign that, I'm, that, you know, that, that we have because I mentioned the fact that um, my, the, my platform is community engagement, community involvement, community participation, for the exact reason. Because change will not happen unless the ordinary people, one, understand the issues, see themselves in the issues, uh, begin to interrogate issues of oppression, and see themselves in it and sometimes say how they are complicit too in their own oppression too. That's part of the whole process. And begin to take on to coming out. So in St. that those are the kind of discussions that we have. Um, the grassroots kind of every day. So for me, it's not of going in and say, oh, Clean, I tell you this is going to do vote for me. No, that is not what. So I believe that the time has come for new kind of politics and a new kind of politician. And you kind of politician that bring over the the the, the skills and sensibilities and passion of advocacy. So I kind of straddle both both worlds. I don't consider myself a politician. I'm an advocate. I'm a change advocate. I'm in this political space, but I'm still bringing over those skills. And so for the last, I mean, from since January, because we can't meet, um, I do the Zoom meetings. Um, I've been having Zoom meetings every Thursday from since January. And in these meetings, and you, I make sure that in the meetings, we send invitations to new people coming in to the meetings every every, every time um, where we have new people coming in. And we discuss issues, we discuss the, the participatory approach, we, we discuss um, the shift that we need to make in how we think about governance, how we think about themselves as electors, how we think of themselves as a community. Because I contend that in order for any fundamental change to happen at a national level, we have to instigate it at the, at the local grassroots, common, everyday man level, woman level. And that's what this campaign is about. And I think it's, it's, it's taking traction. It's getting traction.
1: Yeah, Dennis wanted to come right yes. in. Dennis, come right, because you know you, you had some points to raise. Well, well oh,
4: I, I certainly wanted to ask Dr. Atil if she can update us on the status of the uh the vaccine, the, not the vaccine, but the COVID situation down there in Antigua. All right. <laughs> um,
7: what can I say? I have tried for the last week to kind of um, take myself out of the COVID space. And of course, you know why. I mean, in Antigua and Barbuda, I think like all around the world, uh, the COVID discussions have been topical. They take up all of the oxygen and I think that people and right now people are not driven to listen, to think critically, and to take themselves out of uh, individual space into a collective space. Like I can say to people, my natural default Hello? Yes, yes, you're yes, here. I'm yes. my natural yes, yes, yes. my natural my natural default is community. My natural default is collective. So, um So the discussion right now in Antigua is the same discussion we have about all of the different discussions about COVID, the efficacy of the vaccine, um,
5: what else? All
7: all of the things, you know, is it mandatory, the vaccination mandatory or not, who should take it, all of that. Um, And so right now we're in a stalemate. I mean, if you're for the vaccine, you're on one side, unfortunately, if you're not for the vaccine, you're stuck up on the other side and nobody's listening And that's quite unfortunate. So, so but you like were, I say, if the, is about, the, the COVID is COVID. COVID doesn't care if you have rights. COVID doesn't care if you believe there's COVID or not. COVID doesn't care if you are support of the ALP or the UPP. COVID doesn't care if you even believe there is COVID or your conspiracy theory. COVID will do what COVID does, is supposed to do. And that is multiply, replicate, and kill.
4: Would you support the mandatory vaccination process for the COVID?
7: That's an interesting discussion and I've been asking myself that. Um, as I said before, my natural default is community. right? So anything at all that is going to benefit community protection, anything at all that is going to benefit us as a whole, coming back to some semblance of normalcy, um, I am for that. What I am... What I am, um, what, what I am, you know, I'm kind of picking my words carefully because of this this discussion is very politically charged as well. Yes. Um, yes. So what what I am what I'm willing to say is that one, I took the vaccine. Mm. I took it mm. at the very first at the first chance I took it, and somebody said you took the vaccine because it's afraid to die. You know, I'm not afraid to die. I took the vaccine because I understand as a person, as a, as a member of the human race, I have a responsibility. I take that. I, valid, I honor that, um, that I have a responsibility as a human to do all in my power to protect the human race. I understand um, that I have a responsibility to protect the community um, and that I know that in protecting myself, and I protect you, and that is my only message, really. That's my only message. So I tend not to get into the mandatory, not mandatory discussion because how people think, how we are going to think at an, you know, at an anxiety-filled moment like this, um, people can misconstrue what you say. So I tend to keep my message very simple. I do that in my constituency. I say to them, I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated, and I, did, I made a choice. I believe in protecting me. I protect you. And I leave it to people's good graces. I leave it to their intelligence. I leave it to whatever they want to process that by
4: to determine what they have to do for themselves. Are there many availability of vaccines down yeah. there? I mean, what to say? Sorry, did you uh, hear me?
7: Yes yeah the government has um I think we have about three kind of vaccinations now. We have the Pfizer um we have the one from China, there is astrogenica there is I think there is a modern. I'm not sure. that's the one the prime minister got but is concerned. there enough Is there
4: enough um,
7: for the there there is enough based on how people are coming forward. Uh, yesterday I think we got another two thousand or so from 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 Britain. Two thousand I think from Britain, mm-hmm. um the uptake is slow. People are coming forward slowly now um and I kind of say I think we might have about maybe forty thousand or something persons vaccinated to hold me on that, but I know we're not quite as close to where we want to be as we should.
4: so what's the population of Antigua right now? do you know roughly any
7: antigua um uh, let us say, for for this discussion, we're about
4: 100,000. About 100,000.
7: Yeah, about 100,000. So,
4: so you're about 40% uh, vaccinated.
7: Yeah.
4: I think we're about 40,000. Hmm. The whole thing that I've yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
7: but the, discussion, the discussion is raging here, the war. Well, the discussion yes. is raging here about the vaccination and so forth. Uh, but I think what happened across the Caribbean, even across the world, I think that people have shifted into a very partisan uh mode that prevents us from yes. listening and hearing so um that's unfortunate I find.
4: Yes. Just go I back to your Can we go, go back ahead. to your um, your your earlier statement you said you believed or you supported liberation theology? Yes, Was that? Was that theology and liberation somehow you know almost seems as if they two words that probably wouldn't go together, but that <laughs> mean, does that does that mean that you have a, a different interpretation of biblical scholarship, or is it just um a, a group How do you explain that one to me, please <sighs> I,
7: I haven't actually done much reading on liberation theology. Liberation theology came to me in my formative years, um, coming out of the CCC, um, the contacts, people like Ingrid Omar, particularly Father Leslie Litt. And my understanding of liberation theology is religion being used as um, the conduit for understanding oppression, people's oppression. And for um, and for using that also as well as a vehicle for liberation so rather than for example you know we stay and we pray on our knees and we pray and say oh God forgive us and so of course we do that but you also understand that the God that we pray to has given us an enormous amount of power that we use for the greater good of humanity so we use our intellect we use our guilt that's a, that's a power all of these powers that we have and one of the things that we find in Antigua maybe in the world in the Caribbean is that we have religion um uh people go to church and they're just concerned with just going to church on a Sunday they clap their, their hand they say they pray you know you can't go any you can't go into any social function before somebody says to you let us pray um, and that is just it it's empty really it's empty so for me um, what good is that if it is not to see to um, the greater good? If it is not for people to feel moved in a way that they begin to look at the realities of people's oppression um, And begin to use that to bring people out. So we talk about how do we help the poor? You know, how do we, how do we, um, how do we look at religion then? Uh, and, and, and liberation theology also have us look at religion as an oppressive tool. That is kind of straddling Marxism as well. You know, like religion is the opiate of the masses. You know, because religion and somebody here spoke about slavery and colonialism and so forth. And if you look at black people over the years or through the years, we will realise that religion has been used as an oppress as a tool of oppression for us. Right? Exactly. So then Perhaps exactly. with and, I, and
8: Can I comment here a bit? That's yeah, you see, you see
0: we have energy. Go
8: ahead. <laughs> I, I, I I I listened to Dennis's question, and I'm I was wondering I was wondering whether he was admitting or acknowledging that religion has been one of the most powerful forces of human oppression that there has been. Yes. Why, why, why we have to think of that there has to be this disconnect this, this between the word liberation and theology. The, the, the thing is that religion, you know, and, and, and specifically that the one that I know of, Christianity, has been and continues to be one of the most powerful forces of Professor, human oppression. I agree. And, and, you yeah, know, and Our people are going to find Our people because they are so religious They're so dedicated And that's what Marx meant And and, 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 and the, the Religion does not want you to understand Marx Because Marx What Marx did Marx Simplified The logic Which explains social decadence By saying yeah. All All Social antagonisms are born of oppression.
3: They don't
8: want. They don't even want you to understand that statement, from Mark. Yeah. So, yeah. when he goes on to say religion is the opiate of the people, I mean that even caused even greater consternation because people are so dedicated to this idea of this being the instrument through which they will see God that you can touch it. Yeah. You know, be yeah. quick to them. Yeah,
7: that is. I may just add to. Just yesterday, I had a discussion with a young lady, and we were talking about this very same thing, you know, and about religion and so forth. You know, and I was saying to her, she asked me, "Do you don't know, believe in religion?" I said, "On God," I said, "Yes," but not particularly in the same way that a lot of people do. Um, Starting with the first, with the basic understanding of why we're here and how we're here, because generally mm. speaking, religion looks a sort looks. At us and tells us that we are we are default. we are we, we are you know we, 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 we come out of thin yeah, now. Now. Mm-hmm. you got it right are, but, we, we but then the same me. but then the same religion says to us that we we are made in the likeness and I said to her that's what I believe we are made in the likeness so that means that all of us have a God force all of us have all the good qualities of God mm-hmm. we are powerful like that and it is that that we mobilise to create good, right? So that that is my starting place when I look at people. I don't look at you as evil, you know, or or defective. I don't. That is not my default mode either. So I look at you as a godlike, you know, pure. People say I'm, I'm, you know, polyonic or you know, naive, but that's what I choose to, because it provides me with uh, a platform to feed into you and you feed into me and together i think that we create some beautiful
1: mm-hmm. doc you you have a special fundraiser that you uh you have started you want to share to us can you
7: yeah I, uh, yeah it's not really a fundraiser but i'm happy to share because it actually feeds into what, I, what i've been saying in terms mm-hmm. of the platform remember i said my platform is community and it, and and it is interesting that I'm saying that because it is also non-partisan. I'm UPP, but it is non-partisan. If you, if you kind of get the drift, right? I'm a different politician, I say not ordinary. So um, it's about community and how do we develop community? How do we develop community? That is always my question and bring everybody along. What spaces do we, do we create so people feel empowered, you know, to hold hands? Mm-hmm. And we are been doing quite a lot of things. First, we have a community farmer's market. Nice. And the community farmer's market was the first initiative to begin to have people begin to understand that we share this space. We need to grow it together. And at the same time, bringing attention to the plight of our local entrepreneurs and bring some support to them. So the farmer's market, we have it once a month. Um, we bring a lot of vendors into the space. People come out and they shop. Um, and it, uh, we have it monthly. We had our third offering um, a few weeks, two weeks ago, and it was wonderful. Um, a lady called me the night of our third one said, and said, she just came by there at about maybe five o'clock with a 13-year-old daughter. And the daughter said, Mommy, Mommy, I love this. I have never felt same pulse like this before. And I, I mean... He bought his rice. Thirteen years old. So things have Mm. started to happen. That's a farmers' market, and now we're having a community pantry. The community pantry again, um, and you're going to see all of these things tie into my approach and who I think I am, who I am rather, and my whole effort to do things properly. Um, Because the community farmers' market came out of my desire. That's not even a strong word, um, my concern about where our society is going um, with the transactional politics and I decided not doing it. Right? That means that in active campaign mode, clear and as we're not, we're going to the community and offering partic- um, com- uh, residents anything, not a thing because that feeds into the whole corruption that we have, and people must begin to understand that as well. But I also understand that people are needy. So the question was, how do we create some some kind of mechanism for people to, one, receive the help they need in a nonpartisan way, and how do we create a space for community person, residents, to begin to look out and support the needy, right? And so then came the, um, the the idea of the community pantry. So the community food pantry, or the community pantry rather is an initiative i brought together a couple of nonpartisan people, people who are committed to change in the community, just like I am. And mm-hmm. we are rolling out the pantry. So we need a physical place where this where the pantry will be managed. We have things housed and so forth. We don't have a place as yet. So in That we're doing it on a a month-by-month basis in the first instance a day this next week Sunday we're going to throw a couple of tents we're going to make ad people are going to bring things in and you you bring in things and you take things so for example if you have a lot of pepper in your garden right you can bring your pepper and if when you come in see a lot you see somebody over there you see on the table some cucumbers, and if you need, you can take some cucumbers, right? So it's mm-hmm. a kind of give and take. We're trying to build that kind of synergy, that kind of that we're building that spirit in the community. So, uh, so in the first, so in, on the one hand, people who are needy come and get things, but on the other hand, it's an opportunity for people to barter and trade and exchange.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: you know in the in the in the, in the interest or in the, in the spirit of community so that's one another thing that we're planning and this is not out there yet i'm sharing this first here um and this is going to be done by the young people because this idea was given um, by a young person and it's um developing community spaces community safe spaces community gardens um, um and so the young people are going to be writing a proposal that we're going to send into um National Park yeah. and the National Park people, I suppose, we are, I kind of dropped the idea with them, um, the person in charge, and she liked the idea, um, to develop community gardens, safe spaces where people can come, if the young people can just plant in the trees, separate the walks, and so forth.
8: Are you with us? Have you we lost you?
1: You seem to... Yeah,
8: I'm wondering. I'm...
1: Yeah, we lost you. I've lost, lost
8: yeah. I've lost her. I've lost Someone her. I've lost her. Somewhat interesting. Eh?
1: Very interesting. Yeah. In I had two. Yeah. I had
8: two other questions for her. It's unfortunate yeah. that I lost her. Um. What, what,
1: what? Are you the doctor? That doc? Have we lost you? You you probably must have muted yourself.
8: Because
1: your live still with us. So okay. Oh, Perhaps alive. you're going to ask a question. Maybe she will respond, and see she's. She may hear you. Carla? Why don't you ask a question and see? Uh, no, no, I, I wanna
8: be I wanna be certain I wanna that, she that, that she's, okay. she's hearing.
1: Yes, we, because, yeah, we um,
8: all of a sudden I, I lost
1: her. Yeah, we lost, I, I lost her, her
8: too.
1: I don't know if she's muted oh. from my end, but she's very much alive and we're not hearing well, her okay.
4: Uh, Dennis, are you feel? Go ahead. I was about to say if she's Yeah, I can hear Dennis. We we can carry on, and if she's listening, she can come in and interrupt at any time so we know she's hearing, and yeah. uh, we can go back to her. But mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, Cardinal touched on something which I had intended to bring up, and that was mm-hmm. the um, incident in St. Vincent and the Grenadines
1: Yes, yes. where the PM, mm-hmm.
4: the PM was injured in a rock-throwing yes. incident outside the island's house of Parliament. The incident occurred during a demonstration in opposition to rumors that the government of St. Vincent was about to legalize the mandatory vaccination against the COVID virus. Of course, Dr. Gonzalez says that he does not support mandatory um, vaccination. And he was struck in the head by a rock thrown from someone in the crowd. And the extent of his injury is not clear. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez is scheduled to fly to Barbados for additional medical evaluation. Of course, Many of us on this side remember as well Dr. Gonzalez's tearful response to the volcano eruption and the destruction and decimation. He showed his love of country and citizenship. So how did this discussion around COVID get to the level of what might be considered quote unquote an attempted assassination? It is rather sad to see that type of behavior. That was uh, my uh, little take on that and I'm open to hearing other takes and of course if Dr. Hill until this hearing, she can interrupt uh, at any time. Back
8: to you. This, this, this talk about this talk about uh, attempted assassination, that's over-dramatizing. Now, I'm not saying oh, that I, what? You know, someone yeah. from someone the crowd someone okay. have... Cardinal, Cardinal, I think we have Lynette yes. on the
1: line. Lynette? Come in while I Hello, good morning. To... good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Lynette. Good morning. We want to just... Go ahead with the conversation where I try to make contact with Dr. Atil to see if she was disconnected. Okay, go ahead. You yes. guys, go ahead. Good morning, ahead. Lynette. Good morning, you Katina. Know, good morning. That, um,
0: I joined, this, I joined good good a little morning, bit late, morning. but uh, I've been listening to um, the good politician, Dr. there.
8: <laughs> okay. I, I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping that she would. She, she's very careful in saying that she's an advocate of change. She's not a politician. And I like to hear that. Because well
0: well um, I don't it's, think, it's uh, I, 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 my question people, my, my question is in. is she uh, is she a sitting politician or is one well, somebody no, trying to no. get in?
4: No, this is her first attempt, I understand. Of, this is know, her first attempt? I I could have said. Yes. I could have said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She
0: she, she um, sounds you know, I, on, she sounds like um, somebody dropped out of heaven.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah thing is she, well, you yeah, see, thing is she's, she's not a politi- she's not a politician in the sense that Cardinal, um, you know, sees them hanging on the wall. you know? <laughs> she, she's But she's never been to, in. Um, she's
0: never been into government. She's she's now trying to so, get no. me
4: Yes, I, okay. That's, that's, that's why she sounds so good. That's our understanding. That's exactly yeah, why she not, sounds not,
0: so not, good. She sounds good, and I mean. That's what all the politicians do. When they're, when they're trying to get in, they have all these fabulous ideas and programs and, and stuff. And when they get yes. in, you wonder what happens.
4: Well, you know, one of the things okay. about it, Lynette, is that they do sound like that, many of them. But, you know, somewhere along the lines, we get one like Barack Obama who te- tends to bring something special. So we can't throw them all out. No, I was really talking about the Caribbean people. politicians. No, no, no. What The point I'm making is that yeah, we, we get a lot of charlatans, but occasionally we'll get somebody who fits the mole and the bill and uh, is yeah, not yeah, a what happened, politician in that sense. Yeah,
0: what happens no, to no, young no. politicians, especially females, when they get in there, their hands are tied. They have wonderful, I, I, fabulous... I I'm fabulous ideas and programs but Linda. they can't do nothing when they get
1: in there okay exactly and, and that was that okay was i think to be we, my next we get back dr Attila. she's back on yeah okay so, so yeah
7: yeah yeah that, she's back yeah i i just had i just had that comment hello yeah yeah You're
0: okay. on. i just i just in heard hearing, that comment. you know.
7: I just mm-hmm. heard that comment, and I wish to reply to that comment. I I fully go I ahead. fully understand oh, yes. I fully understand what she's saying. Um, the yes. challenges with female politicians and the challenges with young politicians. But I wanted to bear in mind um, the approach I'm using, and I'm using it specifically for that reason. The reason that oftentimes politicians go in and they become alienated from. The people and even from the early ideals that they have right that but is. once you would but once you would have engaged people at the beginning, once you would have said to people, these are my standards, this is my approach, and have people know that they can hold you accountable, you give people skills that they can hold you accountable, and you also allow people to work with you in the process. I think that that is I think I am doing that as a safeguard because I also know the context is very powerful. And I've seen where politicians go in wanting to do well, but they go yes. in and it consumes them. I know that. Yeah. I, I know all of that. So right at the beginning, I'm putting all of the measures in place so in that I don't do it. And I keep coming back to this place of grounding. So when I go into the constituency, one of the first things I say to them, I even have my, even have my, um, my meetings with people. I often very, very carefully and slowly say who I am, because that to me is important. Who I am, what do I bring, so that people know what they can hold me accountable for. And I hold myself accountable as well. So I say to people, one, I'm an athlete, and that to me means a lot of things. I'm 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 loyal to whatever I take. I'm committed to the task, right? I say to them, I'm a feminist, and that means something right it doesn't mean i'm a mandator yeah. it doesn't mean I'm that at all it means i have a particular way of approaching life and seeing life how i interrogate oppression and power right and also my belief in doing things from the ground up i'm not the top down i'm from the ground up i in my teaching in my advocacy whatever in my ground up approach right and also i say to them i'm a movement here that is my good governance part I am totally averse to, insensitive to, or very sensitive, rather, to corruption, very sensitive to corruption. And so people know that. And I do that purposefully for the exact reason, that people with no clear appeal and would hold me. So this, this, the, the earliest or any chance of me, very off, very off, people will begin to pull me back. And I give people the chain. I say to them, it's not about me. I don't have the power. You have the power. I am. am I, you have the power. Whenever you see me very enough, you pull me back. And I, I do that to myself all the time, which is why I often tell people, this is who I am. And I make my position known. That is for a reason too. So I a person who, out there who say, you don't know. I declare I took the vaccine. I'm not going to hide that, but people must know. I declare I'm a feminist people must know. I declare I'm against bribery. People must know. Because knowing is power. Mm-hmm. And knowing hold, knowing hold me accountable for living up, for walking my talk.
1: Well said. Okay, you.
0: Dr.
7: doctor, you sound so good.
0: And if you can go in there and just hold Sorry, fast doctor. to there all is, that you is, think is you're limit. saying this
7: morning. Limit, don't kiss yeah. me, please. Limit. I don't kiss
0: <laughs> Lynette,
1: can you introduce yourself to Dr. Atul?
0: Oh, hello. I'm I'm Lynette, out of St. Kitts. Um, really, where <laughs> are you from? Uh, I I'm in the in the west western part of St. Kitts,
3: So you're still in St.
0: Kitts? Yeah. Yes, I'm in St. Kitts. And so you,
7: yes. do you know do you know the houses from Monkey Hill? Yes. Who on them? Who laying? Yes, and very well.
0: She had my, yes,
7: yes. my people. Yes,
0: my oh, people. Those are those your people? <laughs> yes. No, yes, I know them very, very well. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, uh, what I to meet and, and I have a lot of Antiguan friends as well.
4: One okay, of my wait. very
0: good friends is Dr. Cochrane. Do you know
4: her? Dr. Cochrane. Cochrane. Do you know Dr. Dr. Do you Dr. Cochrane?
7: No, I don't know Dr. Cochrane.
0: Sorry. Okay. <laughs> And my and my daughter is married to an Antiguan.
7: okay okay <laughs> but uh, but um, but uh, i am so pleased to
0: to see a woman is a, that is able to stand up and be counted
3: Thank and you. if you can
0: hold fast to what you're saying this morning i I can see you are going far and thank if you, you can better. hold fast to what you're saying i'm going to catch the and flight and come to see you whenever you thank get you. Me. thank you very
5: much i love that <laughs> <laughs> because at my age term? i'm 62
0: okay. and uh, i've yes. seen it all i've seen it all so that i am so turned off on politics i don't even go to yes, vote <laughs>
3: heard that. That heard. Heard
0: <laughs> but but you sound really really good and um i wish you all the thank best you. and i thank, thank you me, again. from a woman to a woman i give you all the best Thank you, thank you very so much. Kind of meet, meet, I love meet, to see meet, women. Meet. I love, I love strong, forceful women. I love them.
1: <laughs> I don't like
0: women who not strong.
7: <laughs> I love women, any anyway.
1: woman. What, what, what you're saying? Let me know. I love all, women. but I
0: love them to be strong. Okay, okay. I'm able to stand up to whatever. Yeah. And to hold fast to what you think and believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Cardinal,
8: yeah. why don't you meet Dr. Atkins? Yeah.
1: Um, go ahead.
8: Yeah. Yeah, my, my question was similar to, you know, the comment that you heard coming in. Um, you go up and, you know, most politicians present themselves at the beginning as revolutionaries, people who come yeah. in to, 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 to make change. And the change that you see is merely a change in personnel. The formula remains the same. And then yeah. people, you know, the, the masses of the people have these great conflict between each other while the party politicians exploit those conflicts. Like, like Twally reminded us that Labor Day, the ma- <laughs> workers going to in two different ways. Yes. Yeah. You know? Okay. So now, my thing is that I'm listening to you. And I'm hearing a voice of what I call radical revolutionary, and, and all other people don't like to use those terms in connection with themselves because of the connotations that those terms have as they presented to us by our oppressors. So, my question is: How? And, I, and, and you're an educator. the the, the principle that I think you are advocating here is the principle of the recovery of the minds of the people through education Mm -hmm. and through which they would forge that communion Um, Dr. Derrick Bell calls it the decolonization of the black mind now you are a member of an established political party what are the the chances of your survival in that party if you advocate that position?
1: Okay, good question.
8: That is that is a very good
7: question. I I I'm not naive. So. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a very very good question. Um, how do I answer that question? I mean I I'm not naive to the fact that the UPP is an established organization you know
8: not just um, traditional Mm
7: -hmm. yeah and some of and right and some of the um very issues that confront us we may need to look at them in the mirror too i understand that um but in terms of affecting change like i said i believe that change happens from the ground up and when the people begin to understand their power then the politicians will have no choice but to change. So we need to push for things like um, electoral reform, constitutional reform. I know in St. Paul, I've been pushing the whole notion of community, um, local government. I think it's key to some of that happening. Um, People understanding that together in the community, they will. And it is a whole, as I said, mindset change. The mindset change. Once the people begin to understand that they have the power and ask for equal um, involvement or constant involvement in the process. So for example, in a Sieg and Barbuda, they take um, bills to Parliament. The people don't know about these bills. Nobody consults the people about these bills. But bills are passed, right? And they enacted, whatever. If we have the people at community level and at least a representative, that is willing to create that shift, right? And invite local participation at community level, at least in at least one of the constituencies. So, In St. Paul we say, we're going to be the test case. We're going to be that pilot case. We're going to be that, right? And I'm building that energy, people's a commitment to wanting to be that change. Because people want, people want the change, people want involvement. It's not going to happen overnight, and I do know they may be kicked back. But I think that somebody must be willing to go the distance. Um, And for me, my approach has always been pulling people along. I think that's the key. Empowering people to come along. So by the time I reach in Parliament to face the battle of whatever is there, on whatever side, whatever issue, it's not going to be clear I feel alone. It is going to be clear, Asil, well and the people of Saint Paul. It's, clear well. it's going to be the people of Saint Paul. Clear, Asil, will as be one of them.
1: Cardinal, final thoughts there before we
8: we wrap up? Yes. Okay, my final thought. Okay, yes. yeah, I'm on just give my final thoughts. Well, thank you, Doctor Asil. I would really like to have. You know a, a lot more extensive conversation with you can I, do this again, uh, yes? I hope that you yes. i hope yes. that you can come back on our show <laughs> at another time because yes. the, 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 there is a, there is definitely a breath of fresh air that is essential to the resurgence of the caribbean we've gone yes. this far where we understand that the caribbean federation failed yes. because, and we understand why that happened Understand that Pan Africanism failed, and we also understand why that happened. I, I have concern for you because yeah. if I'm to take you seriously, I understand that you are ushering and you are introducing a concept that is frowned upon in this part of the world. Yeah, a concept yeah. of the communion of the a concept of the communion of the people. So I have a little concern for you. I mean, hopefully you're safe in Antigua. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: Just like Hugo Chávez was taken out, just like Bob Marley was taken out, just like Kwame Nkrumah was taken out, and, and of all the attempts to take out Fidel Castro, and you and I witnessed the takeout of John Bertrand Harris Field, twice. Maurice Bishop, Maurice Bishop you understand that. Mm-hmm. So I have a little concern for you, and, but I'm going to wish you my best, and I hope that nothing deters you from your, from your, your, your objective of decolonizing the minds of the people, not just of St. Paul's, but of Antigua and the Caribbean, without yes. any violence to your person. Thank you for coming sure. on, and I hope we see you again. Thank yes. you very
1: I'm, much. I I'm going to give you an opportunity to say your, your, your final words because at the top of the hour, we'll be losing the internet, folks. So we want to bring you... Can I can I, I
7: just ask
0: her which party she's running with? The UPP. UPP. Oh, oh you're, you're on the outside. Okay. Opposition.
1: Okay. Yes. Your, your final thoughts, Dr. Attila, you have about six or seven minutes before we close. Oh. All right.
7: Um. I, I, I think that, um, you know, I think that, I think that Antigua and Barbuda is actually poised right now for change to happen. Um, I really do think so. I think that people need new, the people need different, and I think that those of us who are willing and bold enough, fierce enough, committed enough, can make it happen. Um, I have never backed down from a challenge. Um, I believe firmly in what I promote. I try my very very best to be integral if I believe in something in value in thought I'm going to do it so I try to align my values and my behavior that is one of the things that promise the people in St. Paul that I will be an honest politician it is not um, by any means necessary never Um, so I will play the game and play the game to the best of my ability Um, always always Um, having the people's interests at heart. I totally believe in community, totally believe in community. I believe that is where development ought to happen. Um, I think that there are a lot of changes that need to take place in the body politic. I think there are a lot of changes that need to take place in how we see development, putting people at the heart of development, the center, everywhere development. Um, So there are a lot of changes that need to happen but we build um, are company. you are you
0: a young politician
7: no i'm almost as <laughs> old as you are
0: <laughs> okay okay but you feel it all so that's why you could that's why
7: you could have anything you're feeling it yeah. so
5: Sorry. that's
7: good nice, good okay so um so i do believe i do believe that change can happen and we need to make it happen in, in st paul the things that we're planning out the community pantry, as I said before, I don't know how much of that you heard because I fell out. Yeah. I fell out.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is yeah, next we week.
7: It. it is next week, Sunday. We are asking persons to bring all the things that they have. People to come and share in that particular space, um and we just say, "No, we all live in this place together. Partisan politics will never get yeah. us to where we want to go." Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. We, are, we align ourselves to political party because we think we have the best program. But once we begin to shift into a mindset that begins to see us against, against them, that begin to see them as, as, as enemy, um, it kind of reduces us to less than, than I think, um, and on the development process. And I just really, really hope and pray that Antigua and Barbuda and certainly the Caribbean, because it's a problem because the Caribbean. We see it in Dominica. We see it in St. Vincent. All across the Caribbean, we have a problem like this. Um, and so I think that we need to begin to hold hands around the Caribbean and uh, begin to map out and vision a display um, and have people rise into the space and provide the necessary support so we all can do this together. And so I want to thank you for having me. Thanks for the question. I really, really enjoyed my stint on this show, and I look forward to coming again.
1: Right. We we enjoy your presence, too. Yes, you to to come like back and tell us when you win.
0: <laughs> I will.
1: <The> refreshing.
0: <laughs> Dennis, your final thoughts, quickly.
4: Yes, yes thank you. Oh, well, well, I just want to
0: wish the good doctor, politician, all the best. She sounds really good. I think she's seen it all, and uh, she's she will know exactly where to to you know put those tacks and those nails. And yes. so I wish you all the best. you. Yeah. And if you can get this work, I see you'll the next uh, the the first woman. Prime Minister of Antigua. Oh, that's a nice
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going, David Dennis.
4: <laughs> Dennis? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Your final Atua, word. Thank Just you, for, oh, thank you, you for joining us. The one the one final question I have is, when is the election? <laughs> no Constitu- one knows?
7: Constitutionally due in 2023, but um, the word on the ground is that it can happen this year. Okay. okay.
4: Good luck when it comes thank you take, uh, i just want to
1: take i just want to take this opportunity to thank you so much it's so refreshing we enjoyed it and this is this won't be your last i'm sure you just give us your time and we will just make some time for you we can arrange okay. to have a special show and bring bring my nephew with with you certainly he, certainly yes yeah, he, is someone, he is someone who i believe has a lot of ambition and he's he's qualified he is any, any, anyone yeah. has any final thoughts i thought we have some more time have... your,
0: your nephew is running too
1: well he's supporting he's supporting um a good lady okay. here Dr. Okay, good, 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 mm-hmm. good. He's, yes he's doing well he's a teacher uh, um he's...
8: maybe maybe yeah. um I, I, there was a topic that i wanted to raise with respect to the five African young women who were excluded from participation in a, in the Olympics, they, we didn't get a chance to address it No, time, but maybe at some other time we we can talk about it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, Doctor apple would would join us at that time, and because I would really like to hear her views on that. Okay. Well, okay, well, we
1: we definitely will have to arrange another show, Cardinal, and probably just let it be a special edition and have her and uh, some other friends share, come on and expound yes. any anyone else anything we have a few minutes left i don't want to just uh, uh, and fair. you get you off your mind dr atil that you want to you did not mention <laughs> are you looking looking some funds to help in any way maybe you can just mention some numbers and some folks can just help in any uh, yeah way. i mean
7: yeah. of course of course we're always looking for support person can call my number. It's well, 464-1268-464-5015. 4, 4, That's the number on the WhatsApp. So you can just send me a WhatsApp as well. Um, Repeat those numbers, 424. 1268-464-464-5015.
1: Five zero one five. Okay.
7: And my and my and my uh, my email is Cleon, C L E O N Cleon, P for Paul, P A for Athel, So it's Cleon P A at yahoo.com.
5: Okay.
7: And you can find me on Facebook as well. I have a personal page that I don't put politics on. I do my activism outside of politics and that. I've had that for years. And I try not to it's bring my UP space into that. So but I have a, <laughs> I have I also have a um uh, a politician page. It's Doctor Cleon Asil at Yahoo. Sorry, sorry at uh, Dr Cleon Asil, and my personal page is Cleon. That's so it's Cleon Asil.
1: Yes, yeah, Cleon. And yeah. um, You you put a you put a C onto my name. But anyway, I don't mind. Oh yes, yes the... oh you're
7: Leon, that's right. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, so, interesting <laughs> enough. Um, when I was in school, at like, also oh, secondary school, I had a friend in my class. There was a guy called Leon. If Leon is uh-huh. Leon, this is a joke. Please. There was a Leon yeah. in my class and our classmates will forever us together because it so nice. So we say, Leon to Cleon, Leon to Cleon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello. Thank you so, <laughs> so very much. We're coming to the end of it, and we really, really enjoyed your presence. And of course, the conversation was good. We heard from Cardinal in the Virgin Islands. We hear from Mertes in New York. Oh, we heard from um, Mr. Dennis in California, and of course, Lynette in St and I'm in North Florida. So. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Right, it has been a, a treat, and I just want to say thanks for everyone who participated. Those who listened, I hope you enjoyed the conversation this morning. And until next week, when we have another one from 9 until 12. Tomorrow is going to be from 6 until 9, which is our special cricket show time. And we are going to be celebrating our 11th anniversary of being on the air. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, and bless blessings to all around the world. Thank you so much.
3: Well, I did enjoy the show this morning and, you know, all the other mornings, Saturday morning, and we'll be tuning in tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening on the Sunday evening show, 6 to 9 p.m. So come on, come on, tell your neighbor, you're on 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday. So on that note have bid you farewell so long until not goodbye. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: Okay. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you be, until tomorrow evening. God bless. Bye bye all.
5: Good guys.